Are you a doula searching for the secret to building strong connections with your dream clients? Look no further. Join us for a free masterclass, Client Chemistry, the Art of Doula Client Connections. In this exclusive masterclass, you'll uncover the keys to forging lasting bonds with your clients from day one. Learn expert techniques to understand their needs, communicate effectively, and establish trust that lasts a lifetime. But hurry, space is limited to just 100 attendees. Mark your calendars for April 8th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, taught live on Zoom. Don't miss out on this invaluable opportunity to elevate your doula practice. Reserve your spot now before it's too late. The link to sign up is in the show notes. Welcome to Doula Tips and Tits. This podcast is a place where we answer one question about doula work, both to support you and to help you support your clients. I'm Kaylee Harad. I've been supporting families in this perinatal space since my oldest was born 12, nearly 13 years ago. I am a birth and postpartum doula, childbirth educator, La Leche League leader, and a doula coach. I love guiding and supporting doulas as they work out their doula business. It is a tremendous joy to be trusted in this way. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Welcome back to episode number two of 10 lessons I learned from my first 10 births. Now, these are number three and four. So the first was eat. The second was pee. If you um, want to listen to that and you haven't listened to it yet, go back to the last episode and do that. Today's are number three, which it's rarely a rush. Let yourself go back to sleep. And number four, always have your bag ready. And I know that might sound like those two things contradict each other, but I'm going to dive into them a little bit more thoroughly. So number three, it's rarely a rush. What I mean by this is when you first become a doula, especially when you're attending birth, sometimes waiting for that call that your your client is in labor can be like really, really, really exhausting. Now, what I remember, since this is my lessons, right? My I remember a particular client, I don't remember what number she was, maybe three. I think client number three, because I'd gotten called to a couple, no, maybe number four, because I'd gotten called to a couple backups. Um, but she was one of the first people who actively chose me as her doula, even though I was pretty early. So she, she like meant a lot to me. Right. And, um, she was overdue by maybe like, um, I mean, over her, her due date, you know, by maybe a week, maybe less. And I was just antsy for her to give birth. Like I was just like, come on, you know, give birth, like come go into labor. Um, not telling her that of course, but feeling that very much myself. And my partner, my husband was out of town for one weekend. So I had a dear friend who was with me staying overnight just in case she went into labor so that she could be with the kids while he was gone. And that was great because she did go into labor that night. So she called me maybe like I don't know, in the evening sometime, she was having early labor, like really, I shouldn't have been so antsy because she didn't need me until probably like four in the morning or something like a long time later. But, um, I remember just being like, oh my gosh, she's in labor. Okay. And I like baked cinnamon rolls 
I put way too much baking soda in them, so they were horrible. But um, I felt, like, very productive, which my friend was just like, go to sleep, maybe. Like, maybe you should sleep because you're about to go to a birth. And I was like, I can't. I have so much energy. I have so much adrenaline, you know. And so I, like, made cinnamon rolls, got everything ready. I'm like, what if I fall asleep and then I don't hear her call me? And so my dear friend was like, why don't you leave your phone by me? I'll stay awake. You sleep for, like, an hour. And then... I'll give you your phone back. So then if she calls, I'll know and I can bring it into you, right? She did not call while I was sleeping. I slept for like maybe an hour, maybe two at the most. And then my friend was like, okay, you know, here's your phone. And I was like, oh, she's going to call any second, you know. And then she did finally call me and have me come in. And I was with her for like 16 hours. So I was exhausted when I got done because I hadn't really slept before I went to her. But I could have slept like a decent chunk of time, like at least five or six hours, you know, but I could not get my brain to shut off. So part of what I think is important to note about this is a sometimes that's going to happen and that's okay. Like there are going to be times when you are like so excited that someone is in labor that you can't really turn your brain off. That's fine. If you can't sleep, at least rest your body because the work that's required at a birth is a lot of work physically. The second thing is that really it is not a rush. So if someone calls you, they're having some contractions, you aren't urgently out of time in most cases. So what I tend to do is kind of make sure I tentatively have things ready if like I'm concerned that two people might go into labor at once, I like check with some backups, make sure my food is in my bag, things like that. And then I try my hardest to do regular life until they actually need me because I want to normalize for them the fact that this is not urgent. And also I want to prioritize my own rest and connection with my kiddos and things like that. That means at this point in my life, which Granted, I'm many, 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 many births beyond where I was when I could not sleep with that, that one client. I can get a call at 3 a.m. and go right back to sleep. And I can be like, amazing, you're in labor, yay you. And then be like, call me when things get more intense or call me, whatever. And I will even say to a client, I'm going to rest, I'm going to sleep again for when you need me so that I'm rested when you do need me. So don't text me, call me when you're ready for me to come, right? So I kind of set myself up too to know that I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to like somehow sleep through their labor, but I am going to be much more rested when I go in. And sometimes I get like seven or eight hours of sleep. Like sometimes it's a long time before they really need me. And I'll wake up like, wait a second, why am I still here? Are you, are you guys okay? And they're like, oh yeah, it's still just kind of going along. Like nothing really has changed. And I'm like, gosh, I could have really waited up all night with absolutely no change and you don't need me. And instead I got a whole night of sleep, which I'm thrilled about. So that's number three. So number four, always have your bag ready. Now this lesson came because I had joined an, a doula agency. So I began my doula journey um, as a doula to a friend, and then um, I joined an agency. And so the agency, 
I felt like, you know, I didn't, I felt very out of my league in terms of having business documents in place and all that kind of stuff, even just being a business. Like I didn't form my, my actual private business for a couple months after I became a doula because I just felt like very, um, intimidated by it. And so I joined an agency and I was like waiting, waiting, waiting to get a, a consultation and to have someone hire me. What I didn't really think about is that I could get called into a backup birth. And I was like really shocked, honestly. The first time I got called, they're like, hey, this client's in labor, are you free? And I was kind of like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think, I, I guess I'm free, I don't know. And also I'm like, shoot, I don't have anything ready because I wasn't expecting to go to a birth because I don't have any clients, right? So if you're in a scenario where you could get called in as a backup doula, if you're in an agency, that is usually the case. If you have other friends or family members who are doulas who are like potentially going to call you as a backup, you need to be ready for that. So have your bag ready to go. And also, this lesson is for when a birth goes faster than expected. So there are times when you get to rest for eight hours, right? And there are times where someone calls you and then you're like, oh man, okay, I need to go to you right this minute. And there's kind of every variation in between those two times, right? So having a bag that is dedicated to doula work and has your things in it and has a certain number of things that you maybe add to it, but also just some of your doula stuff is there is very important. Now I will um, maybe do a whole episode later in, in the year at some point about what kind of things I like to have always ready to go in a doula bag. Um, but I will say I have a dedicated backpack that's like, this is my doula bag. It has all my stuff in it. It's a backpack that unzips completely. So it like unzips and lies flat, if that makes sense. It like opens all the way up like a suitcase. Um, and I have a, a snack bag that's like a little clip bag that is clipped to the arm of that backpack. And then I grab a water bottle. So I don't really have much that I need to add to my bag except my snacks. And so that bag is essentially ready to go all the time. Now, sometimes I like use the pair of socks in there or something like that and then I replenish it. But honestly, that bag is, is really ready for me just to grab it and go out the door if needed. And that is what I recommend so that you've already kind of intentionally thought through what needs to be ready, okay? So those are your two lessons for this week or this episode. Number one, as a reminder, was eat. Number two, pee. Um, number three, it's rarely a rush. You should go to sleep. And number four, always have your bag ready. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Doula Tips and Tits podcast. If you learned something today or had an aha moment, we'd love for you to share that on Instagram and tag us at Haradula so we can celebrate alongside you. If you found this podcast helpful, we would so appreciate you taking a second to leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps other doulas find us as we do this work together. This podcast is intended as educational and entertainment. It is not medical advice or business advice. 
please consult your own medical or legal team for your own needs around your health and your business. We'll see you again soon.